Welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Geo, and I'm joined by... Just Johnny. Just Johnny. He's just just Johnny. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You doing? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I almost <laughs> have like a little bit of feeling of deja vu. But yeah, um, uh, kind of behind the scenes. This is our second attempt at this. Uh, but anyway, if this is your first time listening, we are the show from SwitchRPG.com, and we bring you all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week, we are talking about just Johnny, um, but also just kind of um, there, there was a little bit of a gap in recording, so we're just kind of getting back into the groove of things. Um, but first, let's get to know just Johnny. Um, I understand you have a few hobbies. I have many hobbies. What do you enjoy doing outside of playing the video games? Outside of the video games, I enjoy playing music and Going to punk rock shows, nice, and avoiding the mosh pits because I'm a little person. Because you're, well, is it because you're a little person, or are you just older and more wise now? That too. Okay. That too. Also, uh, when you're in like the mosh pit, people tend to have their beers out, and then they don't care that they nope. have beers out, and they just spill it all over the place. Yeah, and you yeah. get like a beer wash shower yeah. thing, and I just don't like that either. I don't mind it. It's not pleasant. No, no. Uh, my, my, no, my days of punk shows are uh, a little over. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's Maybe nice that. to know that some people still go to those. Yeah, I I enjoy some dancing at the nightclubs, do oh. a little bit of the discos. Oh, you don't do discos, do you? Uh, I do discos. Okay, he does the discos. Um, <laughs> um, I, I also know that you do one other thing that I'm really interested in is uh, tabletop uh, gaming. I know that you're... Yes. Your, what is it that you do with that? What is your... So I have a company called Punk the Studios, and we make uh, games and, make games and other stuff. But mostly right now, we are kind of have pause on a video game that we we're working on uh, in order to focus entirely on a board game, a sure. tabletop game. It's yep. a strategy war game called Battle for Victoria. Okay. It's kind of like if you take Fire Emblem and Advance Wars and Ogre Battle and sort of like mix them all together and sprinkled like D&D sauce and, and seasoning on it. Okay. Uh, it's really awesome. It's all about uh, loyalty and leadership and making like very weighty decisions that can cause your units to gain or lose loyalty. Okay. And if they lose too much loyalty, they will leave your army. They become disloyal, they're gone. So you have to like worry about your units and worry about uh, caring for them in a way of respecting their ideology. Sure. And if you don't, then you lose their respect and they're out. Um, my units would never leave me, by the way. They will always love me. You haven't played my game yet. They will love me forever. <laughs> um, so yeah, just uh, uh, what? anything else? Is that all you got going on? I mean, it sounds like a lot. There's uh, generally a lot of stuff. Yeah. I've, I've done uh, writing for, uh, for video games, writing up reviews. I've done podcasting. I've done live streaming. Beautiful. I'm kind of a jack of all. Jack of all. Yeah. I'm a jack of. Um, so, um, <laughs> also, just getting to know you, what is your favorite RPG ever? Has changed. Has but right now, as it stands, the original Xenoblade Chronicles. Definitely number one, right? I, I can't even. I can't 
I can't argue with that. Um, I had I have never played it. Uh, there are there are a few RPGs out there that I feel like everyone who's played RPGs, you know, that they should play. Xenoblade Chronicles is one that I have never played. And but you will. I will because because the remaster is coming out. Coming out soon. Yep. Coming out soon, and I and I can't wait. I can't wait to play I that. Can't wait to play it for the third time. <laughs> the third time. <laughs> the third time. Oh my gosh. Um. All right. Cool. So, um, moving on here. Well, your favorite RPG series. Uh. So it might have been Tales. It probably was Tales of uh, of the Tales of you series sure? for yep. a while, but it's now definitely Xenoblade, just because uh, it was hit after hit. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles and then Xenoblade X, which not as good, but still a phenomenal game, and then Xenoblade Two, which is I mean I why did you wait wait twice wow twice in that game yeah that game um, is is phenomenal I absolutely yeah. love Xenoblade Chronicles now you did say uh, not as good for Xenoblade Chronicles. X. Uh. Not not as good as the first one. Okay. So and just remember, it's not as good as my most favorite RPG of all time. All right. So, so. it's the the standards are pretty. It can't be any there. higher, right? No, right, okay, yeah. Okay, so no. everything else has to go below. Okay, right? yeah, I, and I, I actually really enjoy Xenoblade Chronicles X. Um, and I know we talked about this before. Uh, I actually enjoy the music. Yeah, and some and... people like bad music. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. Some people do enjoy bad music, but I think it's kind of got that quirkiness, and yeah. uh, and and I. I don't mind it. It's got peaks and valleys. Some valleys. Some, <laughs> some real uncanny valleys. Oh no, some really low music. low valleys. Yeah. Um uh speaking of music, what uh, your favorite RPG soundtrack? Uh man, it's it's a toss-up. Is it Xenoblade Chronicles? It's it's a toss-up between Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one and the second one. Okay. I will lean towards the second one. Sure. Because oh man, is that just and amazing. I had I got the special edition yep. box with every all the stuff included, including the soundtrack. Sure. TV. It is, uh, and playing through the game and like soundtracks work so well when they can stand alone, but mm-hmm. it's so much more impactful as you're playing through it, and especially Xenoblade Two, because those environments are what really sold it to me. And just going into, uh, I forgot the name of that that Titan, but. The whale one. Um, uh, Z- not Zord. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall the, the whale name. one. And yeah, yeah. You go into the the first big. Giant yeah, when a cavern opens yeah, up. Yeah, and the yeah. light is going through the yeah. skin, yep. and then the music really ramps up. Oh my god. Yeah, that one oh, definitely so is is one of the my favorites. Where I could just listen to that soundtrack regardless of whatever's on. I just put that on, and I'm I'm happy. I'm in my happy place. And there's not a bad, not a single bad song on that soundtrack. Right. I like the the battle theme is is awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's all it's all good. Um, what is the first RPG you ever played, ever? Ever. Ever. Uh, to a good degree, it would be. I've dabbled in RPGs, but they never ever like sunk in. Mm-hmm. The first one I can remember like definitely playing and sitting down and playing like multiple sessions is Zelda Two. Zelda Two. Zelda Two. The only one that is is an RPG. The only Zelda game that is an RPG. Uh, Debatable. The only one on the NES. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Zelda 2, and, and you kind of said on and off. So was there something kind of that falls behind that? Um, uh, the one that I've played through to completion, the first one that I can remember, is probably Super Mario RPG. Okay. Uh, and I've played a bunch of them. I've played weird games on the Super Nintendo, weird RPGs that I didn't realize were like RPGs, and they might have left a bad mouth in my, <laughs> bad taste in my mouth because they weren't good RPGs. All it was right. like, 
Drakengard. Drakengard. That is a bad game. Yeah, yeah. That is and a bad I game. played it, and I tried to like it. It had that first-person view mm -mm. vantage point, but then you go into combat, and then your units kind of, like, well, crawl onto the the foreground of yeah. the screen. Not, uh, not. It was weird. It is a weird game. Um, I wanted to like it, but I kind of couldn't. No, no, no. It's very, very bad. And, um, and final question. What do you like most about RPGs? Yeah. This is a, I think this is a kind of a, a, a weighted and, and lengthy, could be a lengthy question. Uh, um, you know, um, th there's so many things, in my opinion, to like yeah. about RPGs. Yeah. So many. It's, it, that's so true. If I had to boil it down to just one thing, it would probably be the world mm -hmm. and how uh, different the the RPGs that I like, at the very least, their worlds are compared to normal worlds. Mm -hmm. And the more fantastical those worlds are, the more I appreciate and the more, the more fully realized those worlds are, too. Uh, that's probably the thing I like the most about RPGs is just exploring this brand new world that is completely new to me. There's, there's nothing else like it. And because it's so well designed and so, uh, so embedded in its own lore, that it, everything feels correct. So in Xenoblade, it makes sense. And they also like the way they label parts of the environment that mm -hmm. you're in according to parts of this big giant Titan that you're sure. living on. Like the body, on. yeah, like, the body yeah, parts. You're, you're yeah, on yeah. its leg, you're on its waist, you're on its back. And, mm -hmm. and you can kind of see in certain parts where they show you a vantage point of, of the Titan itself, like where they give you like a, a good indication as to what part of the titan you are actually on both on the map but also on like where you just traveled to and explored to and you just turn the camera around and all of a sudden like oh i am on its shoulder or arm or <laughs> right whatever. right right uh, yeah I, that that's that's perfect for for me um it, it's it's um it's the progression of my character and not all rpgs have that but I, I love seeing my character grow in a sense and i think that's kind of kind of a common rpg trope is just a you know you start off as a villager or whatever and then all of a sudden you're you're fighting monstrous battles and i and i, and I love that i love that kind of story and in, in some some rpgs they kind of they start high and then they tear down your character sure. like final fantasy Four, right? Mm -hmm. You are a knight, Cecil, and and you have your buddy Kane, I think, Cecil and Kane. I, I, it's been a very, been a very yeah. long you, time you for four. High, and you're you're working for the king, and you do some crazy stuff, and you like completely obliterate a village, and you don't know why you're doing it, but you mm -hmm. did it, and then stuff happens. This is the very beginning of the game. <laughs> spoiler anything. alert. Not spoiling anything. It's like the first hour of the game, uh, and then all of a sudden, like stuff happens, and you're left with nothing mm -hmm. like like your title all of that stuff is just gone. sure yeah. yeah no and that's yeah again just the kind of the the character progression I, I love all those different dynamics that's that's johnny yeah that's me that's him all right cool um so let, let's get into some of the news we put together a list of news here uh first and foremost uh this guy uh Four complete plus. The, I love the way they do their iterations. They it's like they number it, complete it, and then they plus it. So this guy four complete plus demo is now available ahead of its October 29th release date, and the progression also carries over. Which I like what they're doing. A lot of companies are doing that now. Their their progression carries over. So this guy four complete plus. What? Well, I'm talking about complete. <laughs> okay. That came out on the Switch. That was uh, like a, no, that a was, launch window game, right? That was Disgaea 5. 5? Yeah. Okay. Disgaea 5 Complete. 
Is okay. All right. All right. Just because I played the demo for Disgaea Five. Yeah. Yep. And uh, why would anyone go to four? Well, there, there's. Why would they downgrade their stories um aren't intertwined at all i that that i'm okay with but, okay you know, I'm, I'm expecting why, why different stories. i i think they they went with their um popular it was more of a popularity contest uh so they went i think this guy five and then they went with one they did yeah they did do one yeah i think maybe half a year ago or a year yes ago. Yeah. recently um so they did one and then now they're doing four i think they're going in terms of uh popularity because i remember talking when i was talking to the uh, NIS representative at E3, he kind of said, you know, and I, and I mentioned that. I said, you guys are going, like, out of order here. Like, <laughs> what is going on? And he said, yeah, this, this guy of four is is a is a, uh, is a is a big favorite of theirs. Um, and it was fairly popular. So I think that's kind of what they're, what they're going by and what they're – so that's – yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely going out of order here. So are they not going in order of uh, – so you said popularity. Is it that that five is the – so five is the most recent? Yes. Is it that one is the highest rated? I think they went with the, the, the most recent. Maybe one is their, their highest their, rated. Their, their highest uh, critically yeah. assessed. Yeah. Right? I, 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 again, then, that was just. like four is the next best one. Is right. I mean, maybe that's what they're thinking. No, I um, could pull up. We're going to pull up some. Rankings. I use game rankings. I don't. I don't know what you use. I don't use. I use my mind. Use your mind. So I like using uh, review aggregate sites uh, like, like a Meta, Metacritic, Met open or Open Critic. Open Critic. I, sure. I prefer over that. Game ranking has been one I've used for like years. This one's been. This one's the OG. Uh, it's been around since I don't know. Probably like almost twenty years. Uh, so if I type in dis, I don't even know how to spell uh, Disgaea. I hope I spelled it right. I do not. What's the uh, spelling number? It is D-I-S-G-A-E-A. -A. There we go. So it looks like five is the highest rated. Yep. Uh, and, then in, and then four. And then four. Yeah. And then the original. So. Hour of Darkness. I mean, they're all, the original they're all pretty much, pretty much up there. Um, but I think, I, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do from here on out. Will they continue to port over? their other titles or are they just gonna start anew i'm not i'm not entirely sure actually looks like the first one is actually the highest rated one mm -hmm. some of these scores are a little out of order two is up there yeah so you know we might we might be getting two at some point mm -hmm. uh f looks like one two four and five so i don't know what happened to three three is not <laughs> showing up on here at all so maybe three was the uh the black sheep of the uh of the group, ooh man. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, there it is. There, there it is. Wait on. Actually, I mean, they're that's all. a good franchise because I mean, none of them are scoring. Uh, they're all that low. Yeah, they're yeah, right. like high sevens, and then they go up from there. Sure, like, and that's a per, that's pretty good. Yeah. and I'm a fan of of that genre, the tactical RPG. Mm -hmm. uh, but for some reason, when I played Disgaea Five, it, um, the demo for it, it just didn't. It didn't feel right. It felt a little bit too sluggish, a little too slow, and a little and way too quirky. Yeah, it it, de it definitely um, you have to be a fan of yeah. that quirkiness. Um, it's got a lot of that overkill type of dramatic um, effects with the attacks, and yeah. it, it's got a lot of that. And you got to be a fan of that. And I think for the most part, all their games have that. So they kind of have their little niche 
um, in, in there. Um, but what are your thoughts on these these games having demos with progress carrying over? I mean, that's great. I did it for uh, Octopath Traveler. Okay. Uh, there was another one that came out recently. I forgot what it was. Um, uh, I think Damon X Machina had yep. progress over, but I didn't do it with that. Dragon, um, Dragon Quest did it. Dragon Quest, that's right. Yep. Dragon Quest did you, it. And, and with Dragon Quest, you were able to play like 10 plus hours. Yeah. It, it was uh, crazy. It was a chunk. Right. It was, it's absolutely chunk. nuts how, how much you were able to, to fit in yeah. into a little demo. I think actually Dra uh, Dragon Quest probably the best one to do it. Like given that much time, right? Because sometimes uh, it's usually an hour or less for mm -hmm. a demo. And for an RPG, that's nowhere near enough. It's time. not enough, and that was my biggest complaint with Octopath. I said, I, I, I mean, I didn't have enough time to do anything. Yeah. I couldn't really. And to be honest, Octopath is not one of my favorite games yeah. at all. So, um, but you just it, with RPGs in general, you're right. It's just it's just not enough to dive in. And once they get past, you know that once they get past like hour five, hour or up to hour 10, mm -hmm. you know you got them. You know that they're gonna wanna play the full sure. experience. Right. So just let them do it. Give them as much time as they need to get hooked onto the game in all the right ways. Right, it costs you nothing. Yeah. Really, uh, you know? Yeah. Well, what are they gonna do? Replay the first five, 10 hours of the game all over again? It's like, oh, I reached the end of the demo, play again, right. replay value. Yeah, no, I mean, it, like I said, it just, it costs them nothing to, yeah. to do that, you know? Um, all right, so then we have, I don't know how much of a Pokemon fan you are, but we had some Pokemon news here. I'm not the biggest Pokemon fan, uh, but the Pokemon company uh, Gigantamax forms. Uh, looks like they're they're doing their yellow versions. Probably their most marketable versions of Gigantamax is showing off with Pikachu, Eevee, and more. Yeah, so uh, this is the ramp up to uh, Sword and Shield, Sword and, Shield. Mm -hmm. and I played, uh, I think the first Pokemon game I played was Yellow. Okay. Uh, my friends, when uh, Red and Blue came out, they were playing that, showed it, I was like, oh, well, that didn't really get into it, but then Yellow came out, and it was like, to me, I sort of was like, oh, it's got things from both red and blue right right so it's the better version clearly and it had pikachu <laughs> right <laughs> so i got that marketing yeah and then uh i skipped i usually skip like one to two generations mm -hmm. and then i jump in again uh and the next one i got into i think was diamond and pearl okay where uh i got probably pearl my brother got diamond or vice versa uh and then i skipped black and white i skipped x and y and i also skipped sun and moon sun and moon so i'm due you do so i'm, I'm due for sword and shield do I'm, you think I'm you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna get back into that huh uh, yeah, yeah pokemon's actually it is really good there's a lot of cool stuff about it to, yeah. to enjoy though the thing that i think hurts pokemon the most it, the games in general is that there's just too many pokemon Right. With with this iteration though, yeah. they're cutting down. Yeah. Got a lot of people upset. And they're they are well, they cut down on the all the Pokemon are still there, but they're not there in that game. They still exist. You right, just right. You can't fill out your Pokedex for this game at launch. They'll probably exp expand it with like DLCs. I don't know. Acquire more. Uh, what people want is to transfer in all their Pokemon, but that's not gonna happen. I never expected it to happen because but they they've have, been, but they've they've been like almost a thousand Pokemon. I know, they but they have to create models, animations, sounds for all of that. There, but they've been do. But that's that was their mantra. They were doing that for everything. 
Right, and to me, uh, but, I Pokemon mean, uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, that was the first step in creating the 3D assets, and that's why when they announced these Gigamax forms of these, you know, the most popular of the Pokemon, which is the first, uh, the first iteration of them, uh, it makes sense to me because they can take those existing models, take those existing designs, and then grow them up. So of course, Char uh, Charmander, Charmeleon, and Charizard are gonna be in Sword and Shield. Sure. Of course, Pikachu is gonna be in Sword and Shield. Of course, you know most of Gen One, if not all of Gen right. One, is gonna be in Sword and Shield because they already got the models, they already got the animations that they did for the first true HD Pokemon being mm -hmm. uh, being Let's Go. I mean. I, there's some of that where you know it helps with the development and the development process. I, I think it's more of a marketing thing. I mean, what's more marketable than the original uh, Gen One Pokemon's like your Pikachu, oh, yeah. Charizard, and Bulbasaur, all, all that stuff. Um, oh, it's definitely that too. Yeah, they, yeah, those are the most Gen One is the most popular of the Pokemon. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I, I'm saying all this, but I'm probably gonna get it. Uh, I'm probably gonna get it because it, it, it more because of the monster collecting. I'm a collector at heart anyway so i like to collect things and and that's all i really like doing now, doing the gyms that's kind of ancillary you know i i i want to i want to catch them all well it they didn't really i think the first one that started from i remember from reading the reviews because i pay attention to all the pokemon games that came out i think it was either x and y or black and white that had something different something a little bit more mature and not as uh as uh obvious for a storyline progression mm -hmm. uh, was in one, or maybe it was Sun and Moon. One of those more recent Pokemons, they start to actually really rethink the story and how it progresses. Right. Um, but in this one, I'm hoping for that and more. I'm not, what I don't want is, you know, the same type of uh, progression, uh, sort of gameplay progression as, uh, you know, Diamond and Pearl or Red red blue and yellow like, i would like where you just go around beat a bunch of gym uh people then you beat the masters and then you it. you're you're making my point because i was going to say i'm hoping for some story at all yeah. I, I feel like yeah. the story is just thin to begin with yeah you well know? it's it's a kids rpg when is it gonna is so it's never gonna grow up that's the thing it's, uh, <laughs> it has to you, right you remember it was always on portable yeah all, and the, it's, all and the core Pokemon games. Yeah, this is the first. I, I guess you could say all the for the first console. Yeah. Uh, but it's still kind of portable, so. It's yeah. It's it's walking that line. So I think this one is the first. This is sort of like the first pass that they're going to get as far as bringing a Pokemon game to a console where it's still doing the traditional stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting it because it's the first time, so they're making a, a big enough leap as is, jumping into full HD, 3D, and everything like that. And then once they get this one out of the way, I'm expecting the next one to iterate, to be the more mature one. I'm not expecting crazy things. No, like, right, you know, right. High school level. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Maybe early college years. Yeah. Maybe. Like, like somewhere in between there, late teens, early 20s. That would be fantastic. I don't want no, you know, grizzled beard, <laughs> uh, you know, this, this muscled out, you know, Kratos yeah. looking. <laughs> Pikachu, I choose you. No, I don't think. Is it like a Leviathan axe? No, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't think we'll ever get to that point. Uh, well, I, I, for, for me, I think it'll always still be at a child at heart game. Um, so yeah, mo moving on, uh, we got first the first twenty minutes of the Outer Worlds. Now this yes. was recent. Was this recently delayed on for the Switch? 
Uh, I, I believe it was. That might be a different game that you're thinking of. I think it's actually going to be due on time for the Switch. Let me just quickly... Well, I know Doom, Doom Eternal was delayed um, yes, was on the delayed. Switch uh, to coincide with the release of Harvest... It's not Harvest Moon. Jeez, I'm getting my games uh, mixed Animal up. Crossing. Animal Crossing. They're all the same to me. Um, well, I mean, those are two different audiences anyway. But I, I, I want to say that Outer Worlds, the Outer Worlds was delayed for the Switch. Well, we will find out very, very soon, or not at all. Uh, you but, might be right. But either, be either way, right. it doesn't matter. But yeah. the first 20 minutes, it's so reminiscent of, of the Fallout um, New Vegas, of, of the, the newer gen uh, Fallout games, which I absolutely adore. I love those love those games. Um, I love the... the um, well, with I, I didn't really get that sense of the kind of the retro or the '50s inspired art style in this. Oh, it's well, it's it's not the same time period, right? But you can very clearly tell it's the same engine. Yes, very yes, yes, close yes. To the same engine, yep. like the same like stilted characters talking to you, you know, very Zoom, close yep, up, yep. very very uh, stiff animation, sure. especially with the facial ex- or lack of facial yeah, expression. Right, right. Uh, it it looked. Very much like Fallout, although the uh, the shooting mechanics looked a little tighter. Yeah, it, it definitely looked more like like a shooter. Yeah, um, a shooter. So um, I'm actually really excited yes. about yeah. this game. Um, they spent quite a long time throughout. It was 20 minutes long. And I think like 10 of it was spent during co- dialogue exchanges. Yeah, right, right, right. And showing like different options and different. Uh, in those dialogue trees, there were different ways that you could sort of steer the conversation mm-hmm. where one was like intimidate and I, I forgot what the other options were, but there was like multiple options that you could take based on whatever, however you build out your character stat-wise. Right, right. So... Uh, did they show character creation in that 20 minutes or very little? They didn't show, they didn't any show anything at all. At all. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm really, I really want to know. I want to know if there are, I don't believe there are, are other races involved in the game. Is it just human? I believe it might just be human. I think it's just, the character creation is just human, uh, but I know they've shown, but I haven't seen the character creation, but I know that, or maybe I don't know, but could sworn that I overheard <laughs> I, I think, I think I, that they showed the character. Yeah, I think IGN had the 20-minute gameplay um, as well as a separate video for uh, character creation, which I honestly I did did not watch. So, um, but yeah, just the fact that this is coming out on the Switch is one of those. I don't know. I just feel like as as a Nintendo fan, we typically get these types of games either later, way way later, or like detrimentally lower quality. Um, and that that's probably going to be the case with this game as well. It, in general, I don't mind, um, especially if they build a game that it's at 60 frames per per second on or steady you know, frame rate or PS4. What I'm saying is, if if they make a game that's 60 and on Xbox One and PS4, then bringing it to Switch at 30, there isn't that much. Generally, there isn't that much of a sacrifice. Okay. Uh, yep. With graphics fidelity. And as long as they lock it in on mm-hmm. 30 and it's not fluctuating all over the place, uh, I'm I'm definitely okay with it. Right. Uh, if they if they try to if the game is already at running at 30 on next gen on current gen console other consoles, and then they put it over to Switch, generally they do have to make a pretty significant 
set of sacrifices. Uh, the Witcher being one of them, right, where exactly. they definitely lower the resolution. They they pull back on some of the texturing and and other effects. But you got to remember, you're taking one of the best looking games that are on <laughs> PS4 and Xbox One, uh, and you're paring it down to run on Switch, which is like one tenth of the power usage. Right, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's a pretty much a mobile, yeah. uh, like a, a mobile, like a like a phone. You know right, what I mean? It's, 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 a, it's a Tegra X One. Uh-huh. It's a mobile chipset. It's but it's so much more efficient. Mm-hmm. So it's always a it's always surprising that that games can run at it. But in general, as long as as long as the graphical fidelity isn't sacrificed to such a degree and the frame rate is also being sacrificed as long as those two things aren't being compromised at the same time then i'm okay with it uh unfortunately i don't really have any games that i could sort of point out and say like oh here's this next gen game but i got it on switch anyway because i'd rather i prefer to play it on switch i do prefer to play right all the games on the switch but I do double check and make sure that I'm not making a I'm not you know making a sacrifice of frame rate or, yeah, right, right. or fidelity. Now you mentioned frame rate and fidelity. Um, I will say I played a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles two handheld. Yes. Fidelity and yep. frame rate were a problem. Yep. Uh, handheld, but I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care at all. It, it, it the 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 game was so good that it didn't even it didn't even bother me. Yeah. I, I played that game, I think, pretty much exclusively on the big screen because when when it dipped and the, the dynamic uh, resolution scaled really down to lower resolution, it really did get blurry mm-hmm. and it did bother me. Uh, and even when I had it on the dock, it would do that, but it wasn't as dramatic. Yeah, right. Uh, and It was dramatic and yeah. handheld. I don't know if oh, you yeah. saw I, it. I saw yeah, it, okay. yeah. A few times I played on hell, I'm like, oh man, this is a little bit too blurry. This is like getting to like Wii level <laughs> uh, of, of non HD. You can't even call it HD anymore. No, no, no. It got to point. it got that to, to that yeah. point for. But they actually fine tuned that engine on the sequel though, on on the Torna. Oh, did they? Country. Yeah, and I played and beat that. And um, actually, I should have mentioned that as another one because it is a standalone. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You play I have not played. I have it. I just never. It has the better battle system. Really? Yep, definitely. The battle system got improved, and the graphical engine and graphical capability is also improved. Okay. Yeah. Because I really like the battle system in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It almost felt like a rhythm game to me. I, I was, it was yeah. that, yeah. you know, that fluid. Uh, at some point, if the backlog ever gets depleted, you know, maybe I'll give Torna a chance. Yeah. It's don't expect like phenomenalness. No, right, but. But it is really good. It's also short. So okay. That was also nice. Like thir- I think thirty hours is what I remember. Yeah, in between like twenty and thirty. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of that extra time is really busy quests. That's the part that like that like hurt hurt the game uh-huh. for me is that it's really just one. It's two titans, but it's really just one. Okay. And uh, and everything on that one titan, it's mostly like side quest fillery stuff, like do like little knickknacks and uh, gathering and kill X. Gather stuff gather quests. Yeah, so the worst. And the story is it's much more condensed and smaller. It's still it's still good. It's a DLC, yeah. so I it mean, is, yeah, it's but a, it's yeah. it's a sizable DLC. It is sizable. It is good for and you're playing an extension of Xenoblade Two, and Xenoblade Two is phenomenal. Yep. You can't you can't ask for more. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So, yes, speaking of, we did talk about The Witcher. Um, CD Projekt Red says, who knows about Cyberpunk 2077 on the Nintendo Switch, but admits it's probably not possible. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 looks amazing. And it, the pro probably the reason why they mentioned that is probably because, uh, you know, they didn't think The Witcher 3 would be possible on no. Switch. And another thing is that Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out uh, in like half a year. I right. Think it's like in March April. or April. It's April. Yep. April of next year. And by that time, who knows what I think, being the Switch, and I think one of the things that I love so much about the Switch is that I already saw uh, from the very first like opening like concept of what mm -hmm. it was, I already immediately identified that, oh, they are planning on iterating on the Switch, kind of like the iPhone, because it's so modular, mm -hmm. you can buy an upgraded version of just the body, just the Switch itself. And just put it you into your dock. You keep the dock, you keep the Joy-Cons, you keep all the other peripheral, all, all the other ancillary uh, items, and you just buy a new you know, Switch, uh, you know. Console, console uh, tablet. Itself, yep. Tablet itself, and boom, you are now upgraded. And they've already done minor tweaks, minor upgrades. Sure, right? with they the battery life, yeah. They, they have the, the, the newer, the more efficient right. CPU that's on it. And, you know, the X, the Tegra X2 processor came out like, I don't know, like three or four years right, ago. Right. So that's already, that upgrade processor is already old. Right. So the They're always working, the technology that. they're always working with is always like yeah. three, four years old. So, um, so, so what I can see is, there being a Switch Pro, Switch 2.0, whatever, Switch HD HD, whatever it is that they want to call it, Super Switch. Super Switch would make sense. <laughs> I would accept that. Yeah. I would accept or, that. Uh, Switch 64. No, like no, 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 no. You don't want that one? No. Switch Cube? I'm okay with that. Switch Cube. I could, I'm definitely I, okay with that. I would, I would be okay with a Switch Cube. With a handle. It comes with a handle, too. For no reason. Hey, that was the first their for, their first uh, portable console. You can slide it on onto the Joy-Con side, right? You just no, slide on the handle. Now you're getting too much. You get, it's too much. That'd be great. No. That'd be fantastic. We don't, need, we don't need the handle on the GameCube. I don't even know why that's there. So No, when, one, took their, no one took their GameCube anywhere. Uh, we did, yeah. We yeah, did. we did. Okay. I, I, I took my PS2 everywhere. I had like a travel bag for it and everything. Yeah. Well, we, we Playing played, Champions uh, of Norath. We played, uh, what was it, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiplayer, yep. full way, with, with four Game Boy Advances. Oh, no. With the link cables and everything. I think um that game is coming. It's not out for the Switch yet, is it? No. Not out. It yeah. will be. There's a story for that. Like, it, they're having difficulties just with porting that because they, they were able to take specific advantage of the unique architecture of the GameCube okay. and its graphical capabilities. Uh, and because of that, it makes porting that game in particular a little bit more difficult to bring hmm. over. There's like stutter. When they showed off demo, uh, gameplay demos of that game running, it was a little stuttery uh, just because of those reasons. That's terrible. But going back, uh, with the advent, uh, the eventual uh, uh, release of the Switch 2.0, whatever it's called, um, certain games like Cyberpunk sure. and uh, Doom Eternal, whatever, whatever. it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm certain they will, it'll be easier, way easier to port those games over to the Switch. Yeah, right. Nintendo has to do it because next gen is coming out next year. Yeah, they're, they're kind of in between gens, I guess you could call it. You know, they, they kind of, and, and I think a lot of that is with the failure of the Wii U. So they kind of had to make up for that. Yeah. So they're kind of, kind of in between that, that you know, rock and hard place. So yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be due for for something 
Yeah. And yeah, uh, hopefully that's in time for Cyberpunk 2077. Because I did actually, I saw that as well. I When I was at E3, I saw um, the hands-on uh, demo, and it looks freaking phenomenal. It yeah, looks really, did. really good. Just the the outdoor scenes and how many NPCs they are drawing yeah. to the, the environment, that is quite a lot. Yeah, I, I, I will be honest, I don't think that could be on the Switch. Not this iteration of Switch. No, no, no. And, and if it is, they could do it, but it would be so pared back and mm-hmm. they, they would have to pull back on so many, it wouldn't, so many levers. I don't know if it would look good, you know? I, it, it just might not be a worthwhile experience. Sure, right? you're right. Because that game, those types of RPGs, it's all about the immersion. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, I kind of agree that you, you can't sacrifice too much on graphical fidelity with RPGs that are focused on world building and immersion. Right, right. Which is one of the things I love the most about it. Yeah, if your and, world looks all yeah. muddy and everything's kind of blending, it just... just Makes for a bad game. Yeah, it can. That that's the only thing that holds back Xenoblade the original. Is the muddy textures? Yeah, just the graphical fidelity. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're dealing with a Wii game, yeah. so that's just kind of. And everything else about it, like it has it's probably arguably the best voice acting in mm-hmm. any game I've ever heard. Period. Okay. Uh, one of the best soundtracks in any game, uh-huh. uh, and excellent gameplay, et cetera, et cetera. But the graphics. So that's why I'm so glad that they yeah. are remaking th- that. And I'm and I'm glad that's going to be my my first impression of, of it is the best the best iteration of it i'm glad that you're glad oh good 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 all right so now we have uh you would put in tales of vesperia definitive edition is 50 percent off right now that's insane yeah there's there's a couple of sales going on mm-hmm. on the nintendo eShop. uh there's uh there's other games that are on sale mm-hmm. and i think there's like an entire um I think Namco, just uh, some Namco games, was there's like Dragon Ball, uh, Fighter Z, and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. there's some deep sales, but Tales of Vesperia in particular, 50% off. That came out earlier this year. That's like a must buy. Yeah. If you're into, if you're listening to this, you're you should be in on that game. Yeah, and if you want to play an excellent co-op RPG action RPG, right there, that's yep. that's probably one of the best ones on Switch. Yeah, there was actually there was a decent sale about a couple weeks ago with uh, with Transistor and Bastion. I don't know if you've ever played those games. I played uh, Bastion. Yeah. But they were dirt, like uh, two bucks for Bastion. Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's a must buy. Anyways, uh, so, wow, Tales of Vesperia 50. I, I paid quite a bit for that. What the heck? It's it's $50 now and now yep. it's 25 with the sale. That's so incredible. That's, that's really good. Uh, Divinity Fallen Heroes put on hold. Um, kind of almost an indefinite hold. So they're really concentrating. This is Larian Studios. They're really concentrating on uh, Baldur's Gate. Um, Baldur's Gate three, three. Yes, I'm sorry, Baldur's Gate three. They are bringing Baldur's Gate to Switch. Right. This is yeah. That's a different different uh, different company. company. Yeah, Beam Dog is uh, is putting that together. Uh, But this is Larian Studios with they got the Divinity Original Sin. Now I don't know if this was going to make its way onto the Nintendo Switch, but Divinity Original Sin two is on there. So I kind of threw this in there. Maybe maybe we would have seen this on here, and it's kind of unfortunate news. Uh, But it's kind of be been put on hold that basically they said you know we want to devote our time to Baldur's Gate 3 and make this one of the best experiences ever Um, and with the company like them yes I'm I'm okay with that and they should because uh, when you think about you know the third of some dormant franchise rpg mm-hmm. beloved rpg franchise look what happened with diablo 3 right, right. the jump the, the gap between those two massive and then diablo 3 came out in such a disappointment uh you know they gotta really nail it with right Gate 3. but what's what's really surprising is the fall, fallen heroes was playable 
at PAX East at E3. This this game was playable yeah. for the most part. I, I just who's to say they couldn't put like maybe a few team members on this game to keep it rolling, but maybe it's just not worth it. Just well, get Baldur's Gate rolling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it's certainly something that they can go back to. So oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just you know just put it on hold. All uh, right, let's see a, a new um, action Diablo uh, style esque game coming from Riot Games. Riot Games is also the uh, the developer of League of Legends, so they kind of they kind of have a, an idea of what they're what they're doing. Yeah, well, they, they announced I think like three games. They did. Yep. Yeah. They I think they have like a, a, a first person shooter uh, as well. Um, it's in the article. Yeah, had, one's had, a card game. Uh, a, a, fight, a fighting game, a yeah. tactical first-person shooter. Um, they have the card game, and then um, this kind of—they uh, didn't really show too much of it, and they didn't even show off a name on the game. It's just called Project F. Um, but like I said, they—they they have this really good pedigree with League of Legends, and I think this is kind of something to just keep an eye on. Project F, whatever, whatever that is. Yeah. All right. Now, typically, like I said, uh, we have listener questions. And unfortunately, I didn't really promote this so much. So we don't really have any listener questions here. Um, but we do have uh, some upcoming RPGs. October 18th, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Uh, October 22nd, Destiny Connect TikTok Travelers. October 24th, Cat Quest, now with multiplayer. October 24th, Dark Devotion. Um, this Cat, is Cat Quest 2. Oh, I'm sorry, yes, Cat Quest 2, now with multiplayer. Um, and then we have Dark Devotion, which uh, Dark Devotion is sort of a side-scrolling uh, Metroidvania, which we are seeing quite a bit of uh, with Bloodstained, Dark Devotion. I know there are other, other ones out there that I can't really think off the top of my head. Uh, there's uh, Steam World Dig too. Uh, Steam World, uh, yep, but th that's uh, not necessarily a uh, that's a Metroid vendor for sure. But yeah. uh, these are, I guess, they have more RPG now with more RPG elements. Ah, okay. Um, but you're, you're getting kind of this grittier, this darker uh, tones with some of these. Like I said, with Bloodstained and, and I, th I think Dark Devotion. That one it came out on PC, and mm -hmm. it's I would say it leans a little bit more towards. Uh, Blood, uh, not Bloodborne. Well, definitely Bloodborne. The way the characters look and the yeah, right. world is sort of designed, mm -hmm. but like a Dark Soulsy style sure. side scroller. There was one that came out on PS4, and these are like they're side scroller action, Metroidvania ish, but still RPG. Yep. Uh, and one was called really good one. I think it did come out on Switch. Uh, well, there was one, uh, Salt and Sanctuary. Yep, yes. Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, Excellent that one. Game. Oh man, I, that I was. Um, I don't know if you've watched it, but I do have a let's play of it. I think I did about three or four episodes. I totally lost my mind on that, um, and I rage quit, and I <laughs> you didn't, you, I you never went back. Never went back to it. Yeah, it's it's a hard game, but oh man, that game was great. I loved it. Yeah, I I. I was terrible. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> terrible. All right. So uh, kicking it off here with kind of a, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but what I did uh, was always have kind of an off topic kind of, I called it a side quest. So basically nothing related to uh, Nintendo Switch RPGs. So if, is there one thing about video games that you miss? Uh, for example, uh, for me, it's video game magazines and, um, 
and uh, instruction booklets, manuals. I absolutely love bringing those things everywhere. And uh, I, th I think it would be like the not in, not necessarily the instruction manual, but probably the sometimes they would come in with extra stuff yep, as like part po of the posters, like a poster, or the big thing was the map. Like oh yes, yes, yeah. Like a map of the world. I, th I think like Zelda One. Mm -hmm. Did it have the map oh, yeah. included in it? That uh, Final really Fantasy cool. uh, did it as well, but the Nintendo Power had a player's guide. Yeah, they they had, uh, I mean, and some of those were the especially the Nintendo Power and those in extra maps and things mm -hmm. that they had included. One was for Metroid where yep. they had that. Uh, they were pretty much you needed those things in order right. to actually beat those old school games. Yeah, they had the, yeah. they would have the entire thing. I think uh, it was Final Fantasy, the first one I had like it was it was just dedicated for uh, for the entire for the entire game. So I, I think the but those things I don't miss I miss those things, but I don't miss the reason why those things were there because they were there to help you. Right. Those things should be built into the game and now they are, thankfully. And, and that's a lot of the reason why we don't see them anymore. Yeah. Um, especially instruction booklets. All the tutorials are all in game. And I'd rather have them in game anyway. But I want both. Well, if both would be nice, it's it's a lost art though, because they there was a period where they used to focus heavily on making an instruction manual mm -hmm. very nice, very elaborate, pretty, uh, full color, illustrative works and all that. And then eventually they transitioned into getting sloppier and sloppier, black and white, yeah, just right. giving you the minimal viable manual. But that's kind of what we're getting now, especially if you open up a Switch game and then there's blank. Just nothing there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing. I want, I want, I want double-sided. I, I just want too much. I think that's my problem. Some companies have uh, where you take the cover yep, of and the you thing and you flip, flip them. it and it becomes yeah. a, a... Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. And there are some companies that have uh, like super rare games and limited run games where they have they have all sorts of stuff, like collectible type stuff. When I got a Binding of Isaac for the Switch. Mm -hmm. It came with some extra uh, stuff inside. Yep. I think that's uh, done by uh, Nike Callus. I think they're they're yep. kind of known yep. known for that. They, they might even be out of business. <laughs> and and it had, a, had a bunch of like weird random goodies. And oh, stuff but like that. I I just appreciate again. That's the collector in me, just kind of wanting things and items to uh, to have. Um, but I absolutely love those tangible. Well, those things. things still exist, sort of. They moved it to the collector's editions, right. the big box items, the the hundred dollar elite versions, mm -hmm. whatever it is, like for Xenoblade, for Zelda, right? I got right, this right. big giant box thing, and there's like the statue of the Master Sword, yep. like all that awesome stuff is there. The soundtrack, the a silly metal coin, whatever. whatever like, but it's mine. Yeah, yeah, it's it, mine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I still, I still want it all. Uh, but I would say, man, the thing I miss the most is the weird, weird, quirky games. Like the lack of spotlighting on the quirky. There's quirky games, but they're like quirky for the sake of being like indie quirky. Okay. Like, like they're going out of their way to be quirky. They're not being quirky like gameplay wise. Um, and do you have a specific like a, yes I do I do have okay. a specific thing I think it either came out on D I think it was a DS game or a Game Boy Advance game it was this weird RPG pinball game it was completely out of this world I wish I could recall the name but I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on hold because I can't remember <laughs> the name but it was so weird I have it the game is absolutely weird okay. Uh, but I'll lean a little bit more towards something that's more popular. Bok Toy, I think it's called. Bok Toy, I'm that, not. It was made by uh, uh, 
Hideo Kojima. Okay. It was a... Known for being weird. Game Boy Advance game, I believe. It had a light uh, brightness sensor on the cartridge. So you had to play the game outside to get sunlight hitting the sensor because the game was all about fighting vampires okay. and evil things. So it was one of those up, things where it wants to get you moving, get you outside. Get you moving, get you going outdoors in order to power to get enough power to, to harness the power of the sun to sure. kill these vampire enemies that you're okay. going up against. All right. so it was like weird stuff like that. And that's not even like the weirdest it got. That pinball game I mentioned, that was weird. Uh, like stuff like that, man. I wish they uh, you did, they had more back, of that. Had more of them. Sure. It became more prevalent instead of being like hard to find behind the scenes. Right, right, right. Even right. though those were hard to find, it's just it seems it's a, a bit harder to find like these weird, super weird. They're not bad games. They're just really weird. <laughs> really and weird. you like weird. Um, one thing I actually skipped out. I don't even. I, I got to fix this, guys. I'm really sorry. I got to fix my notes here. Um, what are you playing right now? I totally, totally, totally missed that. Oh, what am I playing right now? Yeah, give me a couple. Well, it's uh, it's going to be Children of Morta. Oh, man. That's the most recent one yep. that I'm playing. Uh, that's on, uh, I'm playing on PC. It's coming to the Switch soon. Mm -hmm. So very excited for that. Uh, and Fire Emblem and Astral Chain. Astral Chain really looks like it's right down my alley yeah. like i want to play it it's it's good it's beautiful looking mm -hmm. it's uh it's one of those games that doesn't look like it belongs on the switch but yeah there it is right it, it's a very actiony game and it's made by the same people that made bayonetta mm -hmm. and, a, and a bunch of other really good solid action games and it's also like a cop game a cop game <laughs> it's like it's like very copy like like you go like detective to, work yeah you go back to the precinct and you're hanging out there's like lockers there's like the shooting range and the training area that's awesome and there's like you can go up to like these vending machines and the vending machine talks to you it's like it's like it's a very japanese cop game <laughs> <laughs> that also has like wacky over the top sure. action sequences right 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 uh it's cool. like bayonetta had did yeah they, yeah, they 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 had a way over the top action well, Bayonetta, sequences. Bayonetta was more linear, way yep. more linear. It was it was, okay. uh, it was sort of like go from level to level, sure. yep. uh, keep going forward type of thing. There wasn't too much in a way. Of, there was expo exploration elements, but yeah, it was mainly to pick up like some random doodad uh, here or there. Uh, whereas Astral Chain is a bit more immersive. Mm -hmm instead of uh, playing moment by moment, okay. which Bayonetta was more of a moment by moment type of game. Sure. So, and I, have, I haven't gotten too far with Astral Chain, but from what I've played so far, really good, but you know, those would be on the back burner because Fire Emblem has, that, that has won life. me the, the whole year. That, yeah, that game, is just that, so that game I, I did complete that game, uh, Go Black Eagles, and um, I think, I wanna say I had about 60 or 70 hours to finish that one one house and i don't know that i'll go back and complete the other ones i just don't have that kind of time dedicated to that but yeah fire emblem may be my rpg of for the switch of the year yeah yep yeah i haven't beat it yet but it already there's i don't think there's going to be any other game that's mm -hmm. going to top it children of Mort is great it is rpg ish it's more like a diablo style game mm -hmm. uh but yeah fire emblem is just a brand new it's just of a league of its own, both in the writing, which surprised me because uh, previous Fire Emblem games, the writing was was all right. It was sort of like, uh, I, kind of, I don't want to say 
phoned in, but kind of like uh, typical, like uh, okay. stereotypical. Stereotypical, yep. Yeah, uh, but this one is just they really delve deep into each of the characters, mm -hmm. give them their own personality, give them their own quirks. And a lot of that's with the voice acting. The voice acting is is Excellent. really, really yes. good. Really good voice acting across the board. Even even some of the worst of the worst isn't that bad. <laughs> right, no, right. And there's always that one character you're like, oh, I can't, I can't stand them. Um, now, have you delved into any of the relationships at all? Like, are you trying to... With the main character? Yes. Uh, I try, So I was aiming for, for <laughs> Rhea... Okay. And I learned. Uh, uh, Let's not get it because people are very sensitive about spoilers, so don't. Well, I'll, be I'll mindful. just say this. This is more of a a helpful tip: is that if you want to romance Rhea, you have to do it very, very early in the game. You have to push for it very, very early. Mm -hmm. And I missed that opportunity. There's a point of no return where that is no longer an option. Yep. So if you're gonna try to go that route, I don't know how, but that route is possible. You just have to do it very early in the game. Yeah, get busy. Get busy really, yeah. really early. Get, buy her all the flowers. <laughs> tea, tea parties. <laughs> tea party like crazy. Galore. Yep. For me, it was it was Petra. Uh, I had to have Petra. Petra is. She, I, I just... and, and she was like, on the battlefield. She was phenomenal. She could like she could out hit anyone. She would always hit first, hit twice, and just kill everybody. Uh, it was for me for with Petra. It was just her foreign exchange student. Oh yes, that yes, yes. So yeah. So the the accent, I the guess, because she's from a different different land. Uh, the, the mispronunciation, like she's, almost every like how yeah, do you yeah. say it? No, I'm not supposed to say it that way. I, I really mean. <laughs> uh, I, I I get what you mean. Yeah. What what is, is it? Bridget that she's from? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. No, not Bridget. Bridget. No. Bridget. It's Bridget. Some Bridget is the blue flamey lady in Xenoblade. But also not Fire Emblem. I don't know. It I, might be it might be Bridget the same. Yeah, it would be the same continent names, the same name as the character in uh, Xenoblade. Oh, we got some some connections here. Yeah. We're just putting this together now. Yeah, we are. We're gonna have to do They're some connected. research. Fire Emblem Xenoblade. <laughs> They're connected. There's gonna be a spinoff. <laughs> oh no! Can we you imagine? Fire Emblem and Persona was a thing. Wow. Oh no. Um, so yeah, you've got quite a bit going on. I have I have Divinity Original Sin two. Again, um, I have uh, Link's Awakening. I just finished Fire Emblem. I'm also trying to get into Dragon Quest. I'm doing that. Oh, it's just, I played the demo for Dragon Quest. Really, yeah, just, it's just impressive. there's just way too many games to yeah. play right now. Another one I, I played very recently was I tried out uh, Eternal. It's a oh. card game. Yep, and it's like an in between. Hearthstone it has some magic-like elements, but Eternal is like even more magic, but okay. still like it's like a good in-between of Hearthstone and Magic: The Gathering. Okay. And it's really good, really solid. I'm not going to continue playing it. Right. But I got I got you know I did all the storyline stuff. Yeah. Uh, and did some single-player or you know drafty type sure. stuff and stuff like that. And, and uh, Gwent will be out from from The Witcher. Oh, they're bringing Gwent to Switch. Um, I, I believe it's coming to Switch. I know it's coming on uh, uh mobile devices. Oh, you know what? It, it Witcher Three's on Switch. Yeah. That so there you go. Gwent, so. so yeah. In turn, yeah, we we just went all full circle there. Yeah. All right, and that's going to wrap up the episode for the Switch RPG podcast. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to everyone who sent in questions and comments why am i reading this um keep them coming and remember you can listen to the show each and every week at switchrpg.com or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app if you listen on an app please give us a rating and review we want to climb up those charts on those platforms 
So, your support there would be amazing. And finally, remember you can head over to SwitchRPG.com for all your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch. Until next time, I'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.